Bernie Sanders is on the rise. He's currently the front runner, and since he very well could be the nominee, we're just gonna have to put a halt on the whole, oh no, he's the good kind of socialist rhetoric. No, he's the kind of lock you up and drag you to the gulag socialist, but this time it would be those whom he doesn't like that get sent off. So affluent white people, right? Or just white people in general, or Republicans who don't worship socialism. Plus, Jesse Smollett, or Juicy Smollett, has finally been indicted for lying to the police, and it is about damn time. Lastly, uh, can you imagine if a white dude got up in front of a group of black and brown people and said, hey, there are too many of you people here. Shoo, shoo, you make us uncomfortable. Well, you only have to use half your imagination because it happened just the other way around when a black woman said that to a room full of white people, which naturally means there was barely any outrage. I'm John Miller, and the White House Brief begins now. So before we get into the commie countries that Bernie loves so much, I want to tell you about our sponsor, who is the Black Rifle Coffee Company. Go ahead and sign up for the Black Rifle Coffee Club, where you can get discounted prices on your club orders, free shipping, and if you use my discount code, you will receive an additional 20% off your first order. Black Rifle Coffee Company is a veteran-owned and operated premium small batch roast-to-order coffee company for people who, crazy enough, love America. I know, that's whack. They only import the highest quality beans from around the world and roast their coffees after you place an order to ensure that you receive the freshest coffee available. They develop their explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus they learned as military members serving this great country. All Black Rifle Coffee Company blends are available in whole bean and ground varieties. They also have many roasts available for purchase in those single-serve coffee rounds. You know, that's the thing that you put in the machine, pull the lever, and coffee comes out. But the best way to enjoy this freedom-filled coffee is with the Black Rifle Coffee Club, where they ship it to you for free to your home or office every single month so you don't have to worry about going to the grocery store or anything. Wake up to America's coffee by going to blackriflecoffee.com slash WHB. That is the blackriflecoffee.com slash WHB. Enter the discount code WHB to get 20% off your first order of any coffee products, including the Black Rifle Coffee Club. So whenever politicians start talking about the wonders of socialism, of socialist nations, while well, they love to cite Scandinavian countries, oh, it works just fine. Look at Sweden, look at Norway, look at Denmark. Yeah, well, wanna know why those countries are thriving economically? Because they're not exactly socialist. Bernie actually goes around praising real communist countries like the Soviet Union, like China, like Cuba, like Nicaragua, and like Venezuela. And he actually acts more like a dictator while subjecting the masses to loads of onerous policies, just like Alejandria Ocasio-Cortez travels around in her Escalade while insisting you bike to work. Well, Bernie sometimes travels in first class, very fancy Bernie, that, of course, is when he's not flying around in the PJ, in the private jet, to scold other Americans for destroying the environment. True story, he goes around the country in a private jet to climate conferences. Whose carbon footprint do you, do you think is bigger, his or yours? 
going to go out on a limb here and say his. Greg Price, social media guy over at the Daily Caller, posted a supercut of all of the different communist regimes Bernie's praised that have killed millions, where people have to line up for food, and he likes it. You know, it's funny. Sometimes American journalists talk about how bad a country is because people are lining up for food. That's a good thing. In other countries, people don't line up for food. The rich get the food and the poor starve to death. Well, those other countries aren't like America. Here in America, you have delectable goodness lining the shelves all year round that you can access at almost any price point you want, where you can get a cheeseburger or a McChicken for $1. Though then you, you might at McDonald's have to wait in line, a small line. Nevertheless, he's full of it. Here he is praising the Soviet Union, his honeymoon heaven, for how magnificent it is. When we were in Moscow, for example, I think most of the people here also were extremely impressed by their public transportation system. The stations themselves were absolutely beautiful, uh, including many works of art, chandeliers that were beautiful. It was a very, very effective system. Also, I was impressed by the youth programs that they have, uh, their palaces of, of, of culture for, for the young people, a whole variety of, young, uh, of programs for young people, and cultural programs which go far beyond what we do in this country. Oh yeah, it's wonderful. Never mind the fact that at least 20 million Soviet citizens were put to death by the regime or died as a result of said regime's policies. Never mind that. I mean, come on, would you look at that? It's gorgeous, beautiful. I can almost smell the body odor from here 5,000 miles away and 68 years later. Never mind the fact that the scores of people were killed by Stalin while building the Moscow subway station didn't survive. No, don't worry about them. Don't worry about how they completely disregarded life and safety of those people because, well, hey, would you look at this beautiful architecture? Look at them chandeliers. It's beautiful. But Bernie wasn't done. No, no, no. Bernie, Bernie still has more communist regimes to lavish praise on. To China and its leadership is if I'm not mistaken, they have made more progress in addressing extreme poverty than any country in the history of civilization. Okay, so they've done a lot of things for their people. Yeah, they've done a lot of things for their people. A lot of things, including systematic human rights abuses against millions and millions of people, including Uyghurs and Kazakhs. On a regular basis, the communist regime carries out arbitrary detention. They torture people after, of course, they round them up and throw them into detention facilities. They've developed a, a social credit system. Well, what does a social credit system mean? Well, the social credit system uses mass surveillance like Skynet to spy on you as a Chinese citizen. These systems then inform the government of your social trustworthiness. And by this year, by 2020, it's supposed to be standardized across all of China. So, you know, if you play your music too loudly in your earphones and other people can hear it or in your apartment or in your home, well, that might negatively impact your social credit score because Big Brother is always listening to your music as well in China. If you don't recycle properly, could affect negatively your social credit score because Big Brother is always watching in China. If you eat in the wrong place or if you if you jaywalk, well, your social credit score could drop precipitously and you, my friend, might find yourself. Well, just uh, just disappeared. They, they've already got the concentration camps. They are sending the Uyghurs to in droves. 
But Bernie thinks this is more progress than any country in the history of civilization. So you really think he's not the kind of guy, really, who would follow in the vein of countries he's praised, countries like Castro's Cuba, about which he said this. But I remember, for some reason, rather, being very excited when, when Fidel Castro made the revolution in Cuba. I was a kid, and I remember reading that. And it was just seemed right and appropriate that poor people were rising up against rather ugly rich people. Way back in, what was it, 1961, they invaded Cuba. And everybody was totally convinced that Castro was the worst guy in the world. All the Cuban people were going to rise up in rebellion against Fidel Castro. They had forgot that he educated their kids, gave them health care, totally transformed the society. You know, not to say that uh, Fidel Castro or Cuba are perfect. They are certain. Certainly not. But just because Ronald Reagan dislikes these people does not mean to say that the people in their own nations feel the same way. Oh, okay, Bernie. Okay, Bernie. Uh, let's talk about what health care Fidel Castro gave and what that was actually like. Let, not, not talking about the one for tourists or the elites, but let's talk about the actual health care for which they have vast testimony and documentation. And that documentation shows that, quote, hospitals and clinics are crumbling. This is from Jay Nordlinger at National Review. Conditions are so unsanitary, patients may be better off at home, whatever home is. If they do have to go to the hospital, they must bring their own bedsheets, soap, towels, food, light bulbs, even toilet paper. And basic medications are scarce. The equipment that doctors have to work with is either antiquated or non-existent. Doctors have been known to reuse latex gloves. There is no choice. So deplorable is the state of healthcare in Cuba that old-fashioned diseases are back with a vengeance. These include tuberculosis, leprosy, and typhoid fever. And dengue, another fever, is a particular menace. Not sure what dengue is, but it doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound good. But Bernie's right, right? Bernie's so right on this, that just sounds wonderful. And their education system is just as phenomenal. Oh wait, no. Children are taught by poorly paid teachers in decrepit little things they call schools. Last year, 14,000 teachers left the classroom with medical leave certificates or requesting self-employment licenses, while this summer, another 4,000 gave up teaching without excuses. Meanwhile, 80% of the slots to study teaching careers are vacant. This article in Havana Times explains that teachers are missing in nearly 13,000 classrooms whose seats are being filled with untrained teaching staff, ones being referred to in the streets as instant teachers. Sounds wonderful. Sounds wonderful. The fact that Castro educated their kids is in fact a total lie. If anything, he brainwashed them to love communism and worship Fidel. So sure, sure there could be incidents where brainwashed students said, oh yes, we love, we adore Fidel Castro, but it's only because while neglecting actual education, they've told these students to say that in these schools. But Sanders didn't wanna stop with Castro. He went on to praise the Sandinista leadership in Venezuela. How do you find the sincerity of Sandinista leaders? I was impressed. I was impressed by Father Descoto. He is a very gentle, very loving man. Ortega is an impressive guy. Uh, Ernesto Cardinal is a, is a funny looking guy. He's gray hair. And he really does remind you of a hippie. Okay, well, these, these were all Sandinista leaders. 
Now, Sandinistas, that's a group that became institutional dictators under the brutal regime of Daniel Ortega, whom Bernie Sanders is on tape calling a really impressive guy. Don't be fooled about exactly who this guy Bernie Sanders is because he's telling you on video. Jesse Smollett. Jesse, you might remember this black and gay actor who was assaulted in the streets of Chicago. What a tragedy because he was black and gay by two evil white Trump supporters who screamed, this is MAGA country, while beating him and pouring bleach on him and putting a noose around his neck. Can you imagine? And it was all, it was all because he was a black gay man. Yep, yep, but yep, that's what happened. That's what happened. Well, no, Chicago investigators had their suspicions that the actor, well, completely made up the story out of thin air. And it increasingly looked like he did it himself. But weirdly, weirdly, when they started to discover all this stuff, the charges were dropped with basically no explanation. And that infuriated, well, just about everyone. Well, on Tuesday, Smollett was indicted by a grand jury on six disorderly conduct charges, each one a felony. He's looking at one to three years plus a fine. They parsed each of the statements he gave, one he gave to a police officer, one he gave a detective, and one he gave to another detective. And they're all separate counts. In addition, he's currently being sued by the city of Chicago for 130 grand which is how much it cost police and prosecutors to investigate Smollett's false charge. Of course, this was national news, just like it was when he allegedly made up the charges and everybody covered it. Everybody covered the indictment. Oh wait, never mind. It got almost no media coverage. A show called CNN Newsroom, they have the audacity to call it news, gave a brief segment, and then the fake news network waited until their 4 a.m. hour to cover it again in a 15-second blurb. Meanwhile, MSNBS found the story so important that they didn't cover it at all. They didn't cover the six new counts against him whatsoever. Contrast to this to when CNN first found out about the story, and they were gung-ho. And then it turned out to be a hoax and they forgot to give their same wall-to-wall -wall coverage like this. The video shows Smollett with a noose around his neck when police enter his home the night he says he was attacked. I want to show our viewers the video, then we're going to discuss. Watch this. Do you want to take it off or anything? Yeah, I do. I just want to see Yeah, I kept the noose on because I wanted to show you how fire I look with my noose on, right? But when it turns out he probably put it on himself, well, then all of a sudden CNN's not as interested. Again, nothing from MSNBS and about two minutes on CNN. But CNN instead, well, you know, they had much more important stories to cover and they were far more focused on Roger Stone, but not specifically Roger Stone and his sentencing. But no, specifically how Trump's outrage was so absurd. CNN spent almost the entire day on Tuesday obsessing over Trump's reaction to Roger Stone's unfair, yes, unfair, sentencing of nine years in prison. Roger Stone ended up tied up in the Russia hoax, which ended up showing nothing, no collusion, no obstruction, and yet Roger Stone was sentenced to more jail time than robbers and rapists get. How does that work? Of course, as usual, a certain wing of the conservative movement thinks this is perfectly acceptable. In fact, it doesn't go far enough. 
Kevin D. Bag Williamson, writing at the National Review, says Roger Stone's sentence didn't go far enough, and it would not have been unjust to give him 50 years in prison. 50 years he deserved, not just nine. Now, the Justice Department rejected the nine-year sentencing recommendation, and the media is now suggesting that President Trump pressured the Justice Department, an independent agency, to go easy on punishing Stone. Uh, how much evidence do they have of this? None. Try none. They have no evidence of this except for Trump tweeting his frustration, saying, quote, this is a horrible and very unfair situation. The real crimes were on the other side as nothing happens to them. Cannot allow this miscarriage of justice. So that must mean that Trump abused his power. And we need to cover this. We, we can't bother to cover Jesse Smollett's indictment. Uh, weird, because I think you guys were obsessed with the Jesse Smollett story uh, just about a year ago. What's changed? Oh, what's changed is the fact that you have people who want to sell a narrative. And the minute it doesn't fit their narrative that Trump and all of his supporters are evil, racist, homophobic, awful people from MAGA country. Well, then you turn away from the story and try to find another story that proves that Trump himself is a corrupt, awful person who is running his government like the mafia. And then when that turns out to be false, what? Well, you're, they're going to look for something else to tar and feather Trump and his supporters with, right? Well, it's not working because Trump's approval rating is the highest it's ever been. And your so-called reporting at CNN and at MSNBC does nothing but reveal you for the frauds that you are. And as a result, sorry to tell you, it will deliver Donald Trump more votes in 2020. All right, want to tell you about the Books Co., because just because your girl says she doesn't want anything on Valentine's Day doesn't mean, doesn't mean she doesn't deserve anything. Not to worry, the Books Co. has got you covered. That is Books, B-O-U-Q-S, like bouquets of flowers. They offer farm-fresh, sustainably sourced flowers for next or same-day delivery. Order today and get 25% off your entire purchase by going to books.com slash WHB. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com slash WHB for 25% off with the code WHB. Just remember B-O-U-Q-S dot com slash WHB and then use WHB again for 25% off your order. Because remember, Valentine's Day, that's not just for lovers. You can show your best Galentine some love, right? You can let your mom know how much you love her. Or if you're feeling super risky, you can make that first move with the one you've been crushing on. Fellas, you think it's cold outside now in the midst of winter. Wait until you forget Valentine's Day. The Books Co. is here to make your life easier, and they offer more than just roses. You're going to find sweet treats on their site, beautifully styled bouquets, plants, gifts, and succulents on their website. This Valentine's Day, spread the book love with your first love, your forever love, and your loved ones. Go to B-O-U-Q-S dot com slash W-H-B today for 25% off with the code W-H-B. All right, so the University of Virginia, they've got this sweet little new multicultural student center, which is open to everyone. Well, that is, unless you're white. Let's watch this video. Public service announcement. Oh, public service announcement. Excuse me. Excuse me. If y'all didn't know, this is the MSC, and frankly, there's just too many white people in here and this is a space where people oh, there's too many white people so just folks. be really cognizant of the space that you're taking up because it does make some of us pocs uncomfortable when we see too many white people in here it's only been okay, open stop for four that. days 
you white people are making us POCs uncomfortable simply by your presence. Now let's play a little game of can you imagine our favorite game? Imagine this is a white guy standing up here, right? And he says, I'm sorry, but there's just too many people of color up in this joint. And you're making us uncomfortable simply by sitting here and being here. Yeah, I know we, we describe this as a multicultural center, but when we said multicultural, we really just meant uh, black people and brown people. Maybe Asians, you know, we'll, 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 we'll consider you if you're an Asian at the door. But really, I mean, you guys have to leave. Right. I mean, that, that would that would be a, a little bit uh, unacceptable. And it would make the front page probably of every newspaper racism on the rise, hate crimes on the rise. I mean, this is a hate crime by their definition of hate crime, which just involves some words that make you feel bad. This is a hate crime. This woman here is committing a hate crime because white people are driving her mad and making her uncomfortable. Let's continue. And frankly, there's the whole university for a lot of y'all to be at, and there's very few spaces for us. So keep that in mind. Thank Stop you. Again. So remember, uh, what if what if this was what if this was New York City, a city that's comprised of majority black and brown people? Imagine you go into a city center or some sort of location, maybe a library, what have you, and somebody in that location tells you, you know what, y'all got the whole city. You guys have the whole city. Don't you come in here. Don't you come into our safe space as white people and, and just offend us and make us uncomfortable with your presence. I don't think that would be considered acceptable. I don't think so. Now, the school has now released a statement in response to the online reaction to this video, and they said, we need to build a community that is not just diverse, but also inclusive. Well, I don't know, but, uh, but, but telling white students you are not welcome is anything but inclusive. Uh, more like racist and tyrannical. All right, thanks, folks. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for watching, and we shall see you soon. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to the White House Brief Podcast. If you haven't already, remember to subscribe to the podcast. Please rate it, and if you feel like doing it, please leave a review. It really helps us out. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.